I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm laughing. The boss stepped in for a minute and had me laughing. I'm sorry. This is not funny stuff. Um, my head's spinning uh, about, oh, man, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, the Middle East. I, I, had, to, uh, I had to grab someone who's lived it, quite frankly. Uh, I had to grab someone who I know uh, has a strong opinion about this. And I clearly uh, need him to jump in here Um, because so much is going on in Afghanistan and I am not the right guy to ask, but Guy Reschenthaler is. Good morning, Congressman. How are you? Marty, good morning. Thanks for having me on. I wish it was a better topic, but uh, here's where we are. And, And let me just say this. I think that at this point, we need to stop second guessing what we're doing. We need to stop pointing fingers and we need to focus on the mission at hand. And Marty, that mission is very clear. There's still roughly 1,500 Americans on the ground, and we've got arguably tens of thousands of our allies that are there waiting to get evacuated. That really needs to be our focus. And we've got a problem with this August 31 deadline where we're not going to hit it. So we need to press the administration to expand that deadline in order for us to do a full, effective evacuation. Guy Reschenthaler. Hey, man. So and if folks don't if folks don't know this, you lived this. You actually prosecuted a terrorist in Iraq. You know this game. And, and so help me with something, ma'am. <laughs> this blows me away. Using a cliche, sir, we are literally sleeping with the enemy. We are now relying on the Taliban as our partners. In fact, according to the Wall Street Journal and NBC, the leader of the Taliban in Kabul right now has a $5 million reward on his head for terrorism. Guy, how the hell do we trust these people and do we have to rely on them, sir? Well, unfortunately, until we take back the Bagram Air Base, which we should never have given up, but again, I didn't want to point fingers. But until we do that, we do have to rely on the Taliban. And Marty, they cannot be relied upon. They're terrorists by definition. Um, And they... We also have given a list to the Taliban of all our allies, all the Americans on the ground, all our assets that we're providing our intel uh, community with information. We handed that to the Taliban. I mean, that, that is a death sentence for those people if they get caught. And now it's, it's, it's a list for the Taliban to go out and hunt these people down and kill them. But if I could, if I could just step back and yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. my own experience. And look, I was never in Afghanistan. Right. I was I was in Iraq right. for the first time for six months. And I was back another time. But when you're there and you're working with an interpreter, the, these interpreters are putting their lives, their lives in your hands and you're putting it in theirs. And that sounds cliche, but that is absolutely the truth. And you're requiring you're 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 dependent on them when you go into meetings, especially when you're in the red zone to not only translate but also put things in context of who, who you can believe, who you can't, how you conduct yourself in the meeting, how not to offend, uh, because there's so many cultural tells that you're not picking up. And you get incredibly close to these, to these people. They share our values. They are pro-American. They're pro-West. They're pro-democracy. And just to put this in perspective, I've got a, I've got a fa- very important family event coming up at next month, late in the month. Right. It's family only. But you know who's coming to that? My interpreter from mm. Iraq, mm. And he celebrated Christmas with us, mm. Thanksgiving. He is truly viewed as part of the family because we got that close 
interact and we still continue, uh, we, we still continue to be great friends, but I can give you numerous examples, but what, that's why I cringe when people say, why should we care about our allies on the ground? It's because these guys fought alongside us, uh, put in, put their trust in not only us as the, as the soldier, the sailor on Marine on the ground, but they believed in our system of government and believed in the truth and honor of the American way. I think it's spot on. Hey, hey, let's be frank. That interpreter was fa- is family to you. That's what you're saying here, right? Without a doubt, yes. Without a doubt. And at the end of the day, they should be protected. Help me with this because you were in the middle of this. In Iraq, we cannot wrap our arms around regular folks, idiots like myself. For 24 hours, guy, congressman, we were told yes. there's going to be an attack. There's going to be an attack. So we knew. So your average American on the streets wants to know, we knew the train was coming down the tracks. How the hell did we get run over by the train with 13 Americans killed? How does that happen, sir? It's simple because we are in a vulnerable position where we have given the Taliban situational control of the Kabul airstrip. And again, I, I, and Marty, as always, please just call me guy, but Marty, you know me, I I did not intend to come on today and, and blame fingers. It, now's not the time. No, 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 no. I'm not asking you but, to. But, I want perspective, but, but though. My perspective is this. Any junior ROTC student in high school, any first-year uh, second lieutenant in the Marines could tell you, you don't give up your air base before, at least before an evacuation. Uh, that, that air, it, it would have been like giving up the 9-11th air wing for the Pittsburgh International Airport. Uh, even worse, because that airport is a is a third world airport with no perimeter. That's right. You gave up a secure defensive base. Also, you now have no place to conduct, uh, unless you're off an aircraft carrier. We got kicked out of our bases in Pakistan now, but um, to, to conduct uh, airstrikes. So we can still conduct the airstrikes, but it would have been much better to, for surveillance and for airstrikes to be conducted out of the Bagram Air Base. Additionally, and this is not what's being reported in the media, which drives me nuts. Right is we, we have a heavy reliance on HI, human intelligence. Right. We don't have any human intelligence in the pr- provincial areas of Afghanistan. We may have them around Kabul here and there, but those people are getting killed. They're frantically trying to get in the airport. So we've lost our eyes and ears on the ground. We may have satellites, but those satellites are not giving us a, 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 an accurate picture of what's going on. So I, I think that we need to retake the Bagram Air, air Base. There is going to be... There, this is not going to be easy to do, but if we want to get all the Americans out, our only option is to retake that Bagram Air Base. The other option, which will not work, is trying to appease the Taliban, perhaps pay off the Taliban. I'm not for that option. I am not for that option. But um, Biden has paid, uh, when he was vice president, paid off the Iranians with um, literally billions of dollars. I suspect that as we get further away from this and more facts come out, we are probably paying the Taliban, the administration. Well, we paid it. Well, come on, man. We paid billions well, uh, during well, the war in Iraq, too. I mean, this is common well, knowledge. Well, and yeah, it's, Marty, I agree. It's absurd, Marty, though. Marty, it's different. But let me just close this. Let me just close the loop. Even if we continue to pay them, which I don't agree with. Right. The Taliban themselves can't control the ground right because on. al-Qaeda is coming in right. and ISIS. And when you think about it, 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 let me just make this comparison. These three groups are not, e- are not equal groups. The Taliban is, is, in essence, a group of highly organized street thugs. Right. They're great at, at, at pressuring civilians. 
ISIS and Al-Qaeda is a paramilitary or militaristic group of basically guerrilla fighters with a lot more, uh, a lot more training, a lot more uh, equipment, a lot more sophistication. So it's very possible that, I wouldn't say very possible, but if we rely on the Taliban, the Taliban may not be able to control attacks that ISIS and Al-Qaeda are perpetrating. So again, that's why I revert to the only way we're really going to hit this debt, we're going to get the Americans out, is say we're not going to honor that deadline, we're going to retake Bagram and, and have limited kinetic operations on the ground. Is there any intelligence that you're hearing, sir, that there's any plan at all to retake Bagram? No, in, in fact, quite the opposite. Right. From what I'm hearing through back channels, that um, the people in the military, the folks in the military are saying we should have retained it or we need to retake it. And the White House is saying absolutely not. But what the sad irony, Marty, is that the White House feared two things more than anything else. They feared a Saigon-style evacuation. Yes. Well, we now have that. They also fear a Black Hawk Down situation. We may not have had the Black Hawk Down situation, but we certainly had a Lebanon bombing-style situation yes, sir. yesterday. Yes, sir. There are, no, there are no good options other than, unless you want to forfeit 1,500 Americans and tens of thousands of allies to the enemy, there's no other option, in my point of view, than to taking the Bagram Air Base. Hey, hey, I got to keep him a couple more minutes. This is important stuff. Should yeah. we stick to this deadline, sir? No, Marty, because we can't. There's no way we can't. We either we stick to the deadline and we leave, and leave all these Americans behind, or we extend the deadline and we retake the base and get the Americans out. It's an either-or equation. And even even the military, even the top military brass in these briefings is telling us that. You have come on here and said, "Which I respect in tomorrow." I'm not pointing fingers. I don't feel comfortable with folks saying. Biden should resign. There is no time for that right now, is there, sir? Not at the present moment. No, look, I, I did say Biden should resign. I also said Milley should resign right. and Blinken, and I right. can get into that. But right now, uh, during the next 48 hours, uh, we got to put that aside, and we got to focus on getting our people out of there. But, but if, if, if Biden resigns, then Reagan should have resigned, right? And Carter should have resigned, right? based on the hostage situation, and Obama should have resigned, and Bush should have resigned post-9-11. Where does it end, sir? That's when it becomes political. Only political, right? Right? There, it's not just, it's just not this situation. It's also that this was not, uh, this was not an unforeseen attack. There was, again, giving up the Bagram Air Base was a huge military disaster. There was an, just completely ignoring the intelligence community. There's also a callous disregard for the interpreters that I'm seeing from the White House. And there's also a cavalier attitude toward the men and women being left behind. You had Jen Psaki saying just a few hours ago that the Americans that are still there want to be left there. That is nonsense. Anybody I'm talking to on the ground says that people are stampeding. Two days ago, I was talking uh, to an individual who was working with an asset on the ground that was literally hiding in a sewage dish ditch and we were trying to call the marines on the ground to open a particular gate to let it in um this this transcends what has happened in the past not only in in scale but military blunder um and you all there's also a lot of other factors that are going on with general milley and general austin where they're focused on on like, right. teaching critical race theory there, there's there's more to no that. let's not I, get into that let's not get into the weeds here i want to I really want to focus on getting Americans out. Right. That should be everybody's focus in the next two days. Congressman, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming on. Late notice. Hey, thanks, Marty. All right. Take- Guy Rosenthaler.